Everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Music Biz Weekly Podcast. I'm one of your two co-hosts, Michael Brandvold, and as always, I'm joined by Jay Gilbert. How you doing this morning, Jay? Great, Michael. So, um, there's no real housekeeping that we need to take to, to, to kind of cover here, but I do want to give a quick shout out, and from the bottom of our heart, thank you to Bruce and everybody at HypeBot.com. For everything you've done to support the Music Biz Weekly podcast throughout this this year, um, same it. for bands in town. It it really means a lot. It's appreciated. Thank you so much, and and of course um, our active sponsor, DiscMakers.com. We know it's a digital world, but there's still an important role for physical media. That's digital right. royalty payments are so small that selling products like CD, vinyl, T-shirts at gigs or your online store, for that matter, has become such an important income generator. Yeah. Every CD you sell at a gig or online, you'd need roughly 3,000 streams to make the same amount of money. Our friends at Disc Makers are the place to go for all of that physical product. Discs, physical media, vinyl, USB drives, even T-shirts. They can keep you covered for everything you might want to sell. So... Here's a special offer we've worked out for you guys. Head over to discmakers.com, and if you order CDs, 100 or more CDs, you'll get free shipping on that CD order from Discmakers if you put the code FREEBIZ, FREEBIZ, all one word, and it's up to $150 value. The code expires the end of the year, so hurry, get over there, give it a shot. And uh, remember, discmakers.com, code FREEBIZ for free shipping on CD orders of 100 or more. So we've got a, a, a cool special guest joining us today from a, a new streaming platform. Yeah, Charles joins us from AudioMac. And, and, and I'll be honest, when I first checked it out, I was, I was a little confused. Is this... A Spotify competitor is this a SoundCloud competitor? And as as you'll find when you listen to Charles talk about it, it's it's really interesting and it serves a very specific audience. And, and I think it's a, a pretty pretty cool platform. And 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 as we learn, your music might already be up on Audio Mac. You may not even know it. And you may not even know it. So go check it out and yeah. check out the stats and the data they provide you. So, Audio let Mac. it roll, Charles from AudioMac. Today, we welcome Charles Kaplan, Director of Product Management and Growth uh, for AudioMac. AudioMac is a music sharing and discovery app, and we're anxious to learn about it. Charles, thanks for joining us. Happy to be here. Thank you for having me on the show, fellas. Where are you based, it. Charles? I'm in New York. Oh, okay. Uh, I'm in New York City. All right. Great. So, 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 so give us... Get, you know, give us that that one minute elevator pitch. <laughs> yeah. What is audio? What the hell. You got it. Okay, I'll I'll, I'll hit you with it. I'll, I'll do my Shark Tank right here. There you go. There you go. Um, so, um, Audio Mac is a streaming music service, and our goal is to draw the shortest line between artists and listeners. So, what I mean by that is. AudioMac is a music platform where not only can listeners come listen to music, but artists can also come and put their music up on the platform. And all of our ideas really about how to build AudioMac come back to how to make a listener feel really close to the artists they care about 
and how to make artists feel like they're really connecting with their fans. So um, an artist can come to the platform, they can come to our website, hit upload on their own music, then we host it on our site, we give them a link, they can share that anywhere. Listeners can download one of our apps, so our iOS or Android app, and on those apps, you get the full catalog of about 26 million songs that we have on the platform. And one of the kind of unique things about us is that AudioMac might, as, as far as I know, is the only streaming service that exists that doesn't put offlining, which is to say be able to listen to music without internet, behind a paywall. So for listeners, part of what's really unique about what we do is we think we're kind of opening the door for playback to a whole world of people for whom $10 a month streaming services like Apple Music or Spotify are unattainable. On the artist side, our feeling is all the value on any music platform is created by artists. People come onto YouTube or Spotify or Apple Music because they want to listen to the artists and the songs. That's you know, right. Platforms are delivery mechanisms. We're window mm -hmm. dressing. And our job is to be the best window dressing we possibly can. Gotcha. So one of the big differences between us and I think almost any other streaming service is we think about the artists not as being like our customers or our clients, but like as our partners. So we're their tech stack and they're our marketing team. And as a result, we don't charge them for anything. So uh, if you look at like, you know, um, a, uh, a SoundCloud or even like a Dropbox, which lots, lots of folks use for music, they charge based on how much music you put up. They charge for special features like analytics or distribution. And everything for artists on AudioMac is free and unlimited. Um, so we never put a cap for artists on the experience that they can have here. So ultimately what we think we're doing is we're making the friendliest environment for artists putting them in the strongest position we feel like we can put them in to succeed. And then when they reach their fans, giving those fans kind of unprecedented access to that music. So, so I've, I've got a, a few questions here and, and it's, it's about kind of clarifying for me and I'm sure our listeners, mm -hmm. how you fit into the, the competitive landscape. So right. you, you, you mentioned you've got like 26 million songs. Are these the same songs? Is this the same library that Spotify has? Or, or uh, meaning, is this commercially released music? Are you a, are you as a streaming platform, competing with Spotify, Apple Music, Deezer's of the world? It's a great question. So, so there's a lot of overlap. So you know, for really big artists like Future and Migos. And you know, people who have you know billion uh, views on YouTube, hundreds of millions of plays on Spotify. A lot of that music is on the platform, and we work with folks you know from record labels like Def Jam to even like you know big record labels like Warner. Um, but we're not a full catalog service, in part because of exactly the thing I think you're you're sort of pointing at, which is AudioMac started at the very very beginning by having the artists themselves put the music up on the platform. So when we started back in 2011, I mean, the reason why the company was founded in the first place was it was much more vibrant. It still exists now, but it was much more vibrant back then 
there was this whole world of blogs, these music blogs where folks were putting up new music every single day, and that was a really powerful way of music discovery. But what was going on was that on those blogs, there wasn't like a great way to host that music. A lot of times what people would do is they'd use the individual blog pages as a hosting spot for an MP3, which could then be downloaded onto someone's personal right. device, like their laptop. <laughs> so the first thing we built was this player to make it easy to, hey, instead of hosting this on individual pages and having to upload to multiple sites and not even knowing who's listening to your stuff or how much, we built a player that allowed people to upload, host it all over the place and kind of keep tabs on what was going on with their music. But what that has meant is that now we have this huge library of music that doesn't exist in a lot of other places. Um, so I guess the sort of short answer to your question is a lot of the music on Audio Mac you can find on Spotify, Apple Music, Deezer, Tidal, other places, but a lot you kind of can't find anywhere else. So, so and, and, and I think you, you hit on, you mentioned this. So all the music that's up on Audio Mac is artist uploaded. The artist actually had to upload it. It's not like a label just as feeding you their new catalog items that are dropping every Friday. The artist has to take the step to upload it. Is that correct then? Well, in some cases, the record labels do put up music themselves. Um, but that's a relatively, in terms of the total number of songs on the platform, it is relatively uncommon. Um, the representation you really see on the platform, by and large, is from individual artists. Okay. Gotcha. And, and, gotcha. and are you connected to any of the online distributors that could ease the ability for an uh, independent artist to go, hey, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm releasing it to everywhere, you know, through CD Baby or TuneCore. Um, it would be nice to just say, yeah, add Audio Mac to my distribution of this. Is, are you tied in with anybody? Yeah, uh, absolutely. And sort of the 10,000-foot view of that is, um, you know, we want to adapt to all kinds of different use cases for an artist. Um, so if you go on TuneCore, you can get your music up on Audio Mac. But if you also go to a record label, they can put up your music. And also, if you're an independent artist or you don't want to work through a distributor, um, you can just come right to our website and put it up that way. Our goal is to accommodate all the kind of diverse ways someone might want to get their music to their listeners. That's smart because there's so many different, you know, this, you know, symphonic, stem, TuneCore, CD Bay. I mean, there's so many of those. I believe there's like... Uh, you know, like 50 or 60 of those, you know, uh, of the larger ones. And, you know, if if someone who's indie can use that service to get on Audio Mac, I think uh, you'll get a lot more than you will if they have to just come directly to Audio Mac. But the, the, the question I was uh, going to ask you is, is it, do you specialize in a certain genre or mood, you know, are you like stacked towards EDM or urban hip hop, or is it across the board? What, what do you feel is your strength? Okay. So this is one of the most interesting things that's been going on in audio Mac recently. So, you know, our origins are really within hip hop at the very, very beginning. And that's in part because of the blogs we worked with at the very start. That's also part, I think, in my opinion, based on, you know, the sort of ease of being able to produce rap um, using digital audio workstations. Um, one of the things that's happened over time is that as Audio Mac has grown, it has really diversified. It's diversified in terms of genre. So you can come to the platform and, yeah, you can find soul music and R&B music and EDM and a whole diversity of stuff here. One of the fascinating ways that it has 
uh, diversified is geographically. So just to sort of rewind for a second, my read on why we've seen such geographic um, diversification on the platform um, is because remember before I mentioned that I think Audio Mac is the only platform that doesn't put offlining behind a paywall. So because Audio Mac is like a free unlimited listening service and you can offline music unlimited on the platform, it's really, really appealing to people from um, three sort of different um, or, but very kind of overlapping uh, backgrounds. One is individuals in, uh, who are very young. Maybe they don't have a bank account yet, so they can't afford or don't even have access to paying for like a $10 a month subscription. Uh, second is folks in emerging economies. So those are places either where the per capita income might be rather low and they couldn't afford $10 a month or, or sorry, and or um, the caps on their cellular plans are very restrictive. So streaming music, I mean, you'd blow through your cap in no time. That would make no sense. Right. Um, and then the third group is just low-income individuals in, altogether for whom something like Apple Music or Spotify is just never going to be economically attainable. So as a result, AudioMac has been seeing like incredible growth in those three places, and emerging economies have been huge for us. In the last six months, half a million people have joined AudioMac from Nigeria alone. Really? So, yeah, it's wild. So I think a lot of that has to do with Audio Mac can kind of facilitate listening. I think that a lot of other services can. Gotcha. When we think about sort of uh, the competitive landscape that you guys brought up earlier, we think that really the best comparison for us in terms of our, of our positioning is YouTube. Because in those places globally, YouTube is the biggest music player. And why is it the biggest music player? It's because it's free, it's unlimited, and it's ad-supported. And that's the same model we use. That's true well, in like all markets, you know, with right. uh, with YouTube. Yeah, ahead, so, so I, I, I wanted to ask, you know, this is sort of the the meat of, of all business. Yeah. Uh, you know, as an artist, you love hearing, yeah, everything's free. Everything's free. I don't have to subscribe and pay and upsells and blah, blah, blah. But how are you guys making your money then? How you know um, how 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 are you going to survive if you're giving away everything for free? How are you paying right. the rent, Charles? Yep, it's <laughs> a great question. It's a great question. Okay, so um, I'll I'll give you the headline first, which is that Audio Mac is a profitable company, um, and we have a revenue sharing program with our artists called AMP Audio Mac Monetization Program, where we split half of our revenue with our artists. Um, the idea basically there is how do we make money just like YouTube or, you know, to go a little bit further out, like Facebook or Twitter, you know, most of our revenue is based on ads. We think that's the right model for us because, again, if you go back to these communities that are really succeeding on AudioMac, people without bank accounts because they're too young, people in emerging economies and low-income individuals, they deserve a music platform too. And just because maybe they can't afford $120 a year to go towards an unlimited streaming service doesn't mean they should, A, not have a streaming service, or B, um, have a subpar music experience. So uh, if you think about YouTube, if you had YouTube open on your phone and you looked up a song, you hit play on it, and then you locked your phone, what would happen? It would stop playing, and then you'd come back to the app after unlocking it, it would say, pay us. Um, so what we've designed Audio Mac to do is, number one, primarily to monetize against ads, to let those folks in the door and give them a great player. 
but then also design for a listening experience that's actually good and meant for listening as opposed to, yeah. let's say, a YouTube that seems to not really be built that way. Right. Um, so primarily the way we make money is through ads. And then the secondary way we make money is we do have a premium subscription, which is $5 a month. Um, and what that does is give users sort of a host of special features. Um, so for example, uh, it gives you like a, like a really good equalizer. But the big thing it does is it, is it removes ads. Um, we never really expect that to be the dominant way that we make money. Because again, we see this whole world of really billions of people that who knows if they're ever going to be able to afford an Apple Music subscription, but they still deserve a really good music player. Yeah. So l- let me ask you this. One of the things I think that's most interesting about this new music business, regardless of you know whether it's a digital service provider or socials or YouTube, is the the information that an artist can gain about who their audience is. What kind of analytics or information do you provide to folks that upload music onto your service? This is a great question because we are just on the verge of launching like a brand new analytics dashboard for us. Like so, Audio Mac for artists? <laughs> <laughs> on the way to that, actually, pointing in that direction. Um, so uh, at time of recording, uh, if you went to audiomac.com, you'd see a lot of really good data. So you'd see... Yeah how much your music is being played. You'd see all kinds of interesting information about um, where it's being played. And the thing that we're about to launch is way deeper than that. So we're going to be able to tell you um, <clears throat> who your top fans are, where in the world your distribution of listening is happening on a per-play basis. Let me pause um, you just, just for a second there. When you say who your top fans are, which I think is fantastic, you know, Spotify has you know uh, fans first and things like that. Would, would that user, meaning the artist, be able to reach out to them and maybe have an event with them? You know, like they know that, let's say their top 100 fans are in New York. Could they actually reach them with the can, platform? Can, can, you, can you message those fan, those top fans? So, like, for example, like a, like a DM type system? I, I don't, would, any, no. any sort of system, whether it's DM or, you know, even, even like Bands in Town. You know, Bands in Town has got the simple concept the of trackers. you've got trackers and you can go in and send a message to all your trackers. Right. Um, and it's, right. you know, it's really great. You can send messages to just the people who RSVP'd for a specific show. So in your case, the question is, okay, I find out I've got these 100 top fans around the world. Is there a way to message them and offer? It doesn't matter what the message is, just to message them. Yeah, and then let me just add one thing to that. You know, Michael's absolutely right. And the other thing that Bands in Town does that Michael and I use all the time is, I can reach out to fans of a like competitive artist and message them for a fee, you know, and mm-hmm. let them know, hey, you, you know, you're listening to this band, you know, you like them, you'll probably like my artist, and you can message them for, you know, a small fee. But to get back to what Michael was saying, and the the origin of that question is, you know, if you can tell who your top fans are. Man, it sure would be great if you could engage with them and, you know, they could be your street yeah, team or yeah. you could tell them you're on tour or you've got new music coming or what do you think, you know, that sort of the, thing. The, 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 the key to it is the data, knowing your top fans is great, but if you 
can't do anything with the data as a marketing person, as a you know managers, as 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 promoters. It, it it sort of just is like, oh, that's cool. I can see I've got these hundred top fans, but I have no way to engage with them directly. Right. So what you're kind of describing, and I'm, I'm glad you guys are putting it in this way, is not so dissimilar from how the roadmap for AudioMac kind of looks right now. <laughs> it, it, we're, we're thinking the same way you are, which is the first piece of thing we need to give to artists is we need to give them an understanding of how their music is performing geographically in terms of individuals. And when you're talking about individuals, who's listening the most or who is the most influential who's listening. And then the next step past that is then being able to sort of act upon that. Yeah. Some of that, I think, is explicit in the way that you're describing, which is to say, hey, I'd like to be able to compose a message after these folks. So Bandcamp, I think, does a very interesting job of this feature. Another element of this that we're very excited about is help artists who may not even have the sort of strong marketing sense that you guys have um, still be able to reach the fans who would be most reactive to their music. And here's what I mean by that. I think AudioMac is most successful when artists are finding the greatest number of people who might like their music. That's when we're really successful. That's when we're sticky. Artists are, are happy because they're getting the biggest audiences. Listeners are happy because they're getting contacted about music that, that matters to them. So one thing that we're about to roll out that we're really excited about is effectively uh, a new song notification. So if there is an artist out there who you've listened to a lot, who you follow on the platform, and they put out new music, we just want to send you a notification, email and a push notification, either or, that says, hey, this artist who you demonstrated or expressed that you care yeah. about has new music. And we think that we're going to be able to help artists say, listen, yeah. you're talking about marketing. Marketing, I think, at its highest level is indistinguishable from discovery. It, yeah. it feels rewarding to you to be notified about something that you're excited about. I think that's um, crucial. I think that's a really crucial feature because I, I was talking to this artist manager one time and he said, you know, the number one reason people don't buy my artist new music is they don't know it's out. You right. know, right? And I love these platforms that notify me. I love the pre-save, pre-add, pre-order. I also love when you know bands in town notifies me. I love all this notification because I can't keep up with all my favorite artists sometimes, and I hate it when I find out. Oh my gosh! You know those guys put out a record six months ago. I, I right. didn't know. Yeah, you know I I encountered that a lot when when I was working with Kiss. It was pre-social media days, and it was way before bands in town existed. I mean, tour dates were pretty much Ticketmaster, Polestar, and the artist website. And the mm -hmm. number one complaint we would hear from fans day in and day out was, I never knew the show got announced. Yeah. You, right. you know, they were coming to town. Well, you could go to the website, you could join an email well, list. But, but you have to go I, after it. Yeah. So, so the fact that ba when bands in town came on the scene and kind of just flipped it all over and said, all you got to do is follow your band and you'll never miss another show announcement. We'll, I was like, we'll, we'll even look at your library and tell you, know, and we know who you're, who you dig. You don't even have to do yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Exactly. I think, you know, one of the most important ways to think about this, in my opinion, is to realize that the listener and the artist actually want the same thing. 
what, what they want is to be connected in a way that makes sense for both of them. The artist wants fans who actually care. They don't want to get connected to people who are never going to care about them. The yeah. listeners want to hear about music that they're going to like. Yeah. Um, the more efficient we can make those connections, I just think that everything works. Everything kind of, the whole garden blooms. In that well, one of the things you touched on that I think is one of the missing pieces in a lot of music platforms is, yeah, it's great to let people know, you know that your artist has music coming out. We know that's important. But the other thing that some platforms get and some don't is, oh, you like this? I think you'll like this. Recommendation, right? There's 60 million tracks right now on Spotify. No, no one can get through 60 million tracks. But I know there's music out there that I would really love. And if Audiomack can say, you know what? You dig these artists, you know, we'll, we'll let you know when they have new music coming out. But you know what? You'd probably dig these three as well. That's that's a powerful tool. Right, right, absolutely. One of the things that I think about a lot is I think oftentimes the conversation around streaming music kind of suggests that, like, the story is closed. You know, hey, you've got your big streaming services. You know, uh, the Beatles and Prince and Taylor Swift and Jay-Z are now everywhere. There's parody across all these services. Story's done. We got everything we want. And I actually think that, you know, this is just the first chapter of yeah, the story so of streaming. Right. I so couldn't right. agree with you more. We say, we, we say that all the time on this show agree that, with you more. that the, the music space, especially the streaming space, is literally changing daily i mean it's changed as, while we've been on having as, this conversation yeah, as, as we're as we're recording this somebody is rolling out a new feature well hey just yesterday all of a sudden taste buds is something that spotify, yeah, spotify. Is, ta is talking about and it's like you know it you're right it it's we're in the infancy and things are changing and companies like audiomac are figuring out new and different and interesting ways to present music, basically. Absolutely. It's about discovery, right? A, a lot of it. And just because all of these platforms, and you named a bunch of them, you know, the Apple Music, Spotify, Amazon, Tidal, Cobuzz. I mean, you can name, there's tons of these great music services, but the ones that help people discover new music, the ones that it's not just here's 60 million things. It's like, we're going to get to know you a little bit. We're yep. going to engage with you. We're going to have a relationship with you. Man, I think those are the ones that are going to win because you want to be with a service that gets who you are. It gets the kind of music you like. And for a lot of people, it is, we like our comfort food, right? But we also like to slowly eat our vegetables and have some new music be, you know, presented to us. And I think those are the services that are going to succeed because just having all of that together, uh, you know, to your point, it's got to be more than that. I think one of the interesting things here, and it's a, it's a kind of a structural, uh, it's determined by how these services are structured. You know, when you, you guys already know this, but for your listeners who may not, uh, when you go to Apple Music or Spotify or Deezer or Tidal or any of these services, you know, listeners may not know that there's no upload button on Spotify. If you want to get your music on Spotify, you got to go to some distributor or to a record label that works with the distributor. That's and then right. They basically own the pipes to get your music on those platforms. And one of the secondary effects of that structure is that the artist doesn't 
run their own Apple Music page, their own Spotify page. And in fact, what Spotify and Apple Music and these services have been trying to do over the last few years is try to get artists to sign up for these services like Spotify for Artists to manage their own profiles. Mm -hmm. That's really critical because if an artist manages their own profile, then they can use their Spotify like as a marketing platform and they can use the tools that are available there to go out into the world and try to share their music. Thing about AudioMac is AudioMac was like that from the start. So the reason gotcha. why the preponderance of our our songs come from the actual artists that created them is because that's how it's always worked for us. And we think that puts us in a really exciting position. So earlier when you were talking about how so many of these streaming services, you know, the way they get you to discover new music is by saying, you like this artist, so you might like these other three artists. So the uh, the appeal that's being presented to the listener, in my opinion, is, okay, we have a sense about the listeners who listen to this song, and then we also know that these are these other artists that those listeners also like. So that's, that's appealing to a listener's taste, um, and then sort of making a recommendation in that regard. One thing that we think no service out there has done really, really well, but there's a huge opportunity to, is to tap into a totally different incentive to listen to an artist, which is to put the artist in control. So give them all the tools to upload their own music, host their own music, and then market their own music, build them marketing tools, give them the power 100%. to work on their own behalf, be their partner, instead of making them kind of powerless in the system that they depend upon, which is how we see, I think, a lot of these other discovery mechanisms working. Charles, well, then they'll Charles, have a sense Charles. of ownership too. Sorry, Michael. Then, then they'll they'll feel like it's their platform. There's right. that sense of ownership, right? And it's not us and them. It's it's more of a, a partnership. It's my platform. Go ahead, I Michael. I think one Sorry. of the things about that is, I'm sure you guys remember this. I remember this very well. Like 1998, 1999, when Napster comes out. And then all of a sudden, the music industry starts tanking, and year after year, revenues go down, sure. down, 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 down. And the conversation that started happening at that point was, is, is music going to cease to be a profession? You know, all, all these pundits out there were asking this question. Right. Ultimately, is this no longer going to be a, a way to live any yeah. longer? And one of the core missions, I think, of AudioMac is to try to treat musicians like professionals like treat them like they treat take them as seriously as they take themselves and that people kind of have stopped taking them um so you know we're a tech company right we've got all these amazing tools uh to help succeed as a tech company there's analytics services like google analytics there's um you know payment services like topalti and like stripe so we've got great tools. Why don't artists have great tools? So that's right. really our goal. It's like be in their corner, be their partner, try I to like build that. as much as possible to help them succeed. Ch Charles, we, we're, there's a lot to talk about here, but we do have <laughs> to wrap. I've got a final sure. question. Circling back to the ads, couple couple quick, quick questions. One, um, are these ads that are inserted in the audio stream as you're listening? Is it ads in the player? What 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 are the ads like? So right now they're all visual ads. So uh, right now, if you open up Audio Mac and you uh, you know open the player, or if you let's say you scroll to the trending page, you'll see like a banner ad on the bottom. Okay. Open the player up, an ad will drop down. Sometimes, you know, 
a big advertiser would come to us and they'll get like a full page ad that you have to X out of. It's that sort of stuff. And and then the, the, the second ad related question is, um, is this something at the level a la Facebook ads where the artist, the user can just go into a little dashboard, so to speak, or, or like bands in town promoter and go, hey, I want to spend $500 and I want to target as many people in this genre or people who like this artist and that the artist can then purchase their own ad to promote their own release? Great question. So we are partnering uh, with a company called Feature FM. Yeah, we know yep. them. You know Feature FM? So yep. Feature FM is going to be sort of uh, that for us. They're going to allow artists to sort of create placements for their music um, for to get exposed to listeners. So that is a partnership we're hoping to put out in January or February. Okay, great, great. Cool. This is, this is all, well, you know, before, before we completely wrap up, let's tell everybody, where, where do you go to find information on AudioMac? How can people reach out to you if they've got questions? Oh, yeah. So, guys, thank you so much for having me on the show. It's a great conversation. Yeah, it's I been a like pleasure, man. Gone, I feel like we could have gone like 10 times as long. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, we could talk sure. all day about this stuff. We have a passion ever, for it like you do. If you ever want me back, I would be honored to come back. All right. Um, awesome. So, AudioMac uh is available on the app store and the play store if you type in audio mac it is a u i a u d i o m a c k audio mac um we are also uh, you know on the web so audio mac.com um and uh you can find me uh let's say on twitter um i'm a c i w k on twitter just the four letters Awesome. C-I-W-K. Awesome. Charles, thanks so much, man. It was great talking to you. Let's do this again. I would love to. Thank you Thank so much you, for having the show. Keep I really us up to speed. It. All right, man. Excellent. Have a good one. You too. You too. Um, you know, I, I, I was a little confused going into this, honest, honestly, about what, what not what AudioMac was, but how it was positioned. Yeah. You yeah. know, was, was it SoundCloud? Was it Spotify? And, and I sort of get the feeling it's sort of a, a mashup. Yeah, and 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 that and that's good because I remember I don't know a year or so ago when when the rumors were flying around that SoundCloud was for sale and 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 I think we were like, boy, it would be interesting if Spotify picked up SoundCloud. Wouldn't that be the perfect perfect match, allowing yeah. users to upload their own demos and their own tracks and beats and stuff like that, but at the same time you've got this full catalog of commercially released music. Yeah, it'd be the best of both worlds. Yeah. And, and I also like that he's he's very surgical about an audience that he's looking for. It's kind of an underserved uh, audience to, yes. to some degree. And I think that's smart. And I think that there is room for other platforms that are smart like that and are looking, you know, that doesn't have to be their only audience. But, you know, if you lock into that audience, whether it's an underserved crowd, whether it's a hip hop or hip hop market, you know, the DIY thing, whatever it is, and you grow that base, then the rest will come. And if you want to add more like a SoundCloud or a Spotify later, or if you want to even partner with a major DSP down the road, like you just suggested, I think it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, you know, and, and it's it's interesting that you know they are tied in with some of the the digital distributors already. Yeah, and that's great. And, and what I would say is, 
you know, if you've uploaded your music, go check Audio Mac out to see if it's there. It, Why not? It, you know, you may not have any idea that it that it's actually there. It's one of the sixty different places that your music can be distributed <laughs> right. to, and you right. know, let's be honest, most people have probably heard of about six of them on that right. list. That's right. So That's yeah, right. I'm I'm looking forward to to, cool. to looking under the hood and giving giving Audio Mac a shot here. Yeah, me so, too. Um, once again, we want to thank our sponsors. We want to thank uh, HypeBot.com, BandsInTown.com, and DiscMakers.com. Thank you so much for supporting the Music Biz Weekly. If you're watching us on YouTube, hit that little red subscribe button to never miss a new episode. And if you're listening on iTunes, leave us a review and a rating. It would mean a lot to us. Um, that's it. We're out of here. We'll see you guys next week.